I just got turned on to some new music. It's called Love Radiates Around. And we're going to hear it now.
oh, what a beautiful song. And that was sent to me by the, the songwriter, the lyricist, Mark Johnson. And with Carl Schmidt on violin, it's called Love Radiates Around. And it was, uh, it was a song he wrote for the Roaches. And it's also on their album, uh, Love. Uh, it's called uh, Another World by the Roaches. And... Uh, let's see. And so, uh, beautiful thing. Thank you so much, Mark, for that song. It was beautiful. I'm glad. I always like the premiere music by the songwriter themselves. What a fun that is. That's one of the great things about BAI and what made this show, Radio Enable, great in its history is when Bob played songs that had never been played yet and they became super famous because of it. What what power we have here at WBAI with our 50,000 watt radio station. Um, so, uh, of course, uh, the reason I found out about this is my friend Sharon Willems, who some of you might know, uh, is uh, has a beautiful voice, which she, she doesn't like people to know. Occasionally, I get her to perform. And she actually was lucky enough to record a song that she wrote and with Mark, and she has it on YouTube now, and I'm going to give it a play. Now, it's not that, it's a great song, and the recording has a couple of flaws, but, you know, think of those as the birthmarks of a great piece of work. That is Sharon Willems, who uh, is in New York right now, but hails from West Virginia and in a beautiful, beautiful area with a gigantic bridge over a giant gorge. 
you can't every time you turn around in West Virginia, you see this another incredible view or incredible uh, natural phenomenon. What a wonderful place, West Virginia. And uh, so that is real. She's really saying that. Amazing. Before that, Mark Johnson. And guess what? The lyricist for the song we just were listening to, Love Radiates Around, is at this moment joining us on WBAI. And and he's going to tell us about his music and the work he does as a lyricist. And welcome to WBAI, Mark Johnson. Hey, Paul. Great to have you on. How do you pronounce your last name? D. Rienzo. D. Rienzo. You got musical. It. Yeah, it is. If you sing it, but it I'm could... also I'm also the, uh, the the melody guy too. I wrote the lyrics and the melody. Cool. So t- yeah, tell um, us about about your work. You're a lyricist and a songwriter. Yeah. How did um, you How did you discover that love, that passion? Uh, well, uh, I I think it was born out of boredom for one thing, and just a keen interest in, you know, when I was a, a, a growing up as a kid, um, I just found my way into things. Uh, I remember putting a bobby pin in, in the uh, electric socket once, <laughs> and my whole my whole uh, hand turned charcoal from the, uh, <laughs> after I did that. Right. You just and, had to uh, see for yourself. I think so. You know, I was very curious, and uh, I uh, we we grew up. I grew up in a small house, and um, so I I explored every nook and cranny of possibilities. And uh, my father worked for the phone company, and his brother worked for the phone company because in World War II they were in the Signal Corps. So it was a natural transition after the uh, war to kind of go into a, a similar field. So um, my uncle Bill, my father's brother, had all these gizmos, electric gizmos, that my father didn't have. My father wasn't that keen on Super 8 movie cameras and tape recorders and things like that, but my uncle Bill was. And so every time I'd go over to my uncle's house, he had a tape recorder, and I found that fascinating because without the bone resonance in your head, when you hear your own voice back on a tape recorder, it doesn't sound like you. It sounds like somebody else. And <laughs> That's true. So, you know, right? It's and, scary. Uh, it's scary for me to hear it sometimes, and I have to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, you go, is that what I sound oh, like? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's what you sound so like. Yeah, this this was a fascinating discovery, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I begged my dad to buy me a tape recorder, and um, he was quite frugal with his money, and uh, he didn't think it was that important. I think he said, "Well, you can use you can use my brother's whenever we go over there." Uh-huh. So eventually, I got my I got my uh, my own tape recorder you know, from paper route money or something. And um, so there was also a piano in the house uh, that he inherited from his parents. What a great combination, tape recorder, piano. What more could there be? There it was. Yeah. There it was. Coming together. 
it filled it, you know it filled up the idle hours and um, so as I progressed as a songwriter um, I always had this uh, other facet of it of uh, also being interested in sound and how you know how to reproduce um, sounds that I could make on a piano or a guitar or with my voice or with a drum and then later with a bass and so um, I uh, love doing that and uh, that's what kept my interest um, you know I didn't want to mm-hmm. be a, a baseball player or a basketball player or hockey player I didn't want to go into business I really wasn't interested in uh, being a lawyer or a doctor. Right. You like writing songs and playing music. How did you? Well, how yeah, did your uh, your relationship with the uh, with the Roaches? Well, uh, I remember seeing their picture on Paul Simon's album. There goes Ryman Simon, and Paul had um, advertised that he was giving a songwriting class in 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 nineteen. 19- 70, I think, or 69, and um, Maggie Roach um, went, he put an ad in, in, in the Village Voice or something, and, and Maggie answered it, and she went to this room at NYU, and there was Paul Simon, and she auditioned for him, and she got in his class, and um, so she started um, down that road with his people like uh, she got involved with his manager and um their manage uh hit paul's manager started managing uh maggie and and her sister terry um i just had um rubbed bumped into paul's brother eddie by a chance meeting uh at a recording studio i i used to go into the studio into the city and I was interested in recording studios. You know, obviously, I I, I took it from my own home studio, and, and uh, I wanted to see how the the big studios operated. So, I was always going into the city and, and meeting people. And uh, one day, I met Paul's brother Eddie. And so, um, when I finally met Maggie and Terry in the village, just walking around, uh, I told them that I. I knew Eddie Simon, so that kind of hooked me up because they knew Paul Simon from Maggie taking the class. So we had something in common, and that it went from there. Uh huh. Cool. And uh, so, I mean, do you are, do you consider yourself a professional songwriter? I mean, do you get gigs and write songs, or do you have to wait for your song to hit big? You have to be lucky. How, do, how does it work? It comes in from all angles. Um, most recently, uh, one of my songs was used on the Apple TV show Physical in the end crawl. Um, and um, that just came out of the blue. It came from, you know, a, somebody. Uh, we had put a single out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in, I have a, a Spanish record label because um, I, I, tour, I tour Spain. Yeah. And I have a, a fan base there. Uh, and um, the B-side of the single we put out um, was a song called It's Not Today. And um, the single, the A-side, was a song that I, re- I, I recorded with my band 
uh, my garage band from uh, when I was a kid in high school. And this label loves to put out, you know, vintage stuff from the 60s and 70s. And um, so I literally made this record um, called In the Race when I was 15. I sang it. I was 15 years old. And we had to have a B-side for it. And so um, I quick made this B-side to to be on the uh, other side of it. Called it's not today, and I sang it like I was 15 years old again, kind of like with a real punk attitude. And for some reason, this TV show loved it, and they just recently put it on their um, on their TV show. But stuff happens. Uh, you know, a lot of people have recorded my stuff. They they just hear about it. Um, uh, Dave Edmonds recorded my song "King of Love." Um, the Roaches eventually recorded uh, that song love radiates around and it's since then become like a wedding song you know people play it at their weddings a lot uh paul butterfield recorded one of my songs before he passed away um just through word of mouth you know a lot of i think word of mouth plays plays a lot of uh plays a role a lot in the music business is a songwriter a poet is it the same thing or different? Um, it's different because um, a, a poem really needs to be all-inclusive. And um, a song lyric can lean on the melody and the, and the arrangement and the phrasing. Um, so they're very similar. And in a lot of cases, a lot of, a lot of great songs can stand alone. Uh, lyrics can stand alone as a as a as a poem but um i think the reason the music you know combines with with the lyric uh content in and and when it's done right Mm. um, smoke on the water for example it's poetic but it's basically a song it doesn't mean the same if you read it if you didn't or money even the you know the the pink floyd you have to have the ching chong ching chong and the song the the note right to make it work right but a good poem you don't necessarily need that right but there's a crossover you could have it yeah there's a crossover and dylan bob uh, dylan was like a poet i think in a way some of his songs were, some of his songs weren't, you know. Uh-huh. Some of his songs, you know, like, uh, they relied on, on, on the music um, more so than others. But I would say that uh, he qualifies as being, um, as does Leonard Cohen and Van Marsh. And, you know, their lyrics are very poetic. But they're done, they're done very well. You know, he, he um, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're the A-team. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right, they're, they're great songwriters. Paul Simon, another one, great songwriter, amazing songwriter. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Paul utilizes a lot of um, the sound of, of the guitars and the sound of the drums and the sound of the echo and the sound of the words he chooses when he writes songs. A lot of songwriters don't. I think he does more so than even Dylan. Um, he'll write a song and he'll really go for the, the right sounding words rather than the the right meaning of the words. Interesting. And um, that's another kind of a craft of songwriting where 
phrasing is I think phrasing is the most important part of songwriting you know how you how you deliver you know the phrase of the lyric because you can say you can phrase it in maybe one or two or three different ways and and it'll give it a slightly different emphasis mm-hmm. so how did you, you can, go ahead go ahead finish you can read a poem that way too like I, you know if you go to a poetry reading a poet can read his poem in many different ways and give it different emphasis right and you see that in poetry slams and stuff. It's, it's pretty amazing. Or rap. I mean, rap is sort of very poetic. I've been to a few. We used to run yeah. some cool rap shows in the basement at 9 Bleecker Street when we had that beautiful music place. And uh, I saw some, you know, contests, rap contests, where yeah. folks were getting up. And it was pretty amazing, the use of the English language. Um, it, it is. And, and they rely a lot, too, on, on the sound of words, not sure. just rhyming them. You know, but getting the right word um, to you know internally rhyme, and um, it also create it can create a very humorous approach to um, something. You know, they they might be wanting to. Uh, I'm an, an amanapoeia. Uh, can I pronounce that right? Um, uh, you know, so like flush sounds like flushing. Bang sounds like a bang. You know, right. words that sound like they yeah. Yeah. Cool. And that song, I mean, all I want to do is boom, 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 and a boom, boom. <laughs> People you love know, that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. Or My Ding-A-Ling, that was a great one. Can you believe that was on Top 40 for in New York for years in the in, back in the 60s? It's funny. Well, Chuck Berry, you know, he, he really um, broke the mold or, you know, invented this whole uh, phrasing uh, ideology, and, and it, it was... It's, you know, which became rock and roll, you know, and uh, and his choice, it, it, he's the best example of it, I think, you know, his choice of words and uh, thematically his his choice of, of um, themes and his songwriting, you know, they're, they're all very related and similar, but if you really go down and listen to, you know, all of his, like, 12 greatest songs, they're very similar, but they're also all diversely interesting you know like even though they have the same beat maybe uh he finds a way to take you down a a certain road that is fantastically interesting right great chuck berry and and, and, in a a simple way you know run run rudolph uh johnny be good you know Mm-hmm. They're they're just very simple ideas, but um, the playing way to the, to the sound of the driving uh, train, right? I, I love that song. It's a great tune. Wow, Mark Mark Johnson, tell us. Um, uh, very interesting. What are, what are you working on now? Anything in particular? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm working. I just finished an album with um, this fan of mine, Victor Ramirez. He has a band. He has a a group called Ramirez Exposure. He was a big fan of Northern Exposure, the TV show. Mm-hmm. So he, his name is Ramirez, his last name. So he calls his group Ramirez Exposure. And he's the only one in the group. And um, he called me up about 2015, 2016, and he's a big fan. And he had heard one of my songs on Spanish radio, and that turned into him coming over here and I produced an album for him and that turned into me going over to Spain and doing a tour 
and then that turned into me going back to Spain with my friend Richard Lloyd from that uh, CBGB's period band television, and we did a tour in 2017 of Spain, and now Victor and I are putting out a record together. He contributed six songs, I contributed six songs, and I think it's called Turning on the Century, and and um, uh, uh, it was mixed by um, who was who mixed it? Stringfellow, Stringfellow, um, from the Posies, Ken Stringfellow, and um, so mm-hmm. we did all of that through file cool. sharing. And, cool. Uh, it was really it in the really age of COVID, right? Yeah, in the age of COVID, but I would send him files, and then he would sing on on my track, and he would send me his files, and I would do something. I'd sing or I'd play, and I'd add an extra element to his stuff uh, without him telling me what to do and without me telling him what to do. So it was sort of like we were in a group and that we were just, you know, hey, I've got an idea for this song. You know, let me me just do it, and if you hate it, we'll erase it, but if you don't hate it, then we'll go on to the next song. Oh, so we we just finished that, and that 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 should be. I, I think they're mixing it now. Cool. Um, and I'd like to. I think we're going to go back and tour this summer. And go back to Spain and tour that record. Right. So this t- Friday. Uh huh. Yes. Go ahead. I am. I am uh, playing at the Stanhope House in New Jersey with Willie Nile. Steve Adabo and Michael Caruso are going to be in my band. They are going to be my my group, and Willie has his own group. And um, we've played that show together like three or four times, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great little turn of the century. I mean, I think it's it's an old, uh, yeah, it's an old um, uh, country tavern from like the late 1700s. And uh, they kept it up. It's uh, you know it was built back in the days when they built houses. Well, I'm sure we get our signal gets out there to Stanhope. I'm sure so. Uh, uh, folks who are listening in that the region. Show starts at eight. Yeah. The show starts at eight o'clock. Um, and it's uh, in Stanhope, New Jersey, at uh, 45 Main Street. Cool. So let me ask you this, uh, Mark Johnson. Uh, I, I learned about your work through our mutual friend, Sharon Willems, and you recorded her song. How did that come to be? I, I You know, it, it was so weird. I met her, and I think it was that, like, uh, you know, we just started talking at a cafe, and she said that she had just uh, been, she sings in her hallway because the echo, the reverb sounds good. And I said, you know, of course, like I said, you know, I'm interested in sounds, and I got it to tape recorders early. So when she said that, it caught my ear, and I said, well, that's interesting. I said, I do that too, you know. I, I, I sing in the hallway and uh, when no one's around or I don't think they're around, and uh, that's great. And we started talking. She said she had just written this song. So I said, well... You know, come on, come on over. I have a studio in my my house, and we went over to Cornelia Street, and she wanted to hear one of my songs first, and um, so I played her one of my songs. And I guess you know she kind of auditioned me that I was you know talented enough to you know continue talking to me, 
And um, so then I, I had my 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 eight track Tascam eight track set up at the time, and it was a tiny little apartment on on the third floor, at, uh, 18 Cornelia Street. And I immediately broke out a little drum program and uh, read her lyrics and put this little melody together that she sang. I mean, it was her melody, but I kind of found the chords for it. And the whole thing must have taken 20 minutes. It was weird. And, you know, I, I don't usually do that. You know, it was like a weird, like one-off little, you know, moment that was supposed to happen. And, you know, I just heard it now um, when I was waiting uh, to talk to you. And it sounded really good. She was really singing it great. Yeah. Don't you think? She sounds like a country singer. Natural. Yeah, she a natural. Yeah, she had all of that naturalness of the, yes. you know, where, where her voice dips down and, you know, yeah. That's why I had to mention Great. that she is originally from West Virginia, so folks would see that this was right. real. This is the real deal. Oh, yeah, you can you can hear it, you know, you can hear it. It's just a natural. Yeah. And she, we have her here, though, in West in the West Village and in Lower Manhattan. Thank you for uh, West Virginia for loaning us. Uh, <laughs> the great Sharon Willems, who I hope is listening right now. She could call in if she wanted. She's always welcome to. Our number is 212-209-2877. If you have a question for a real live songwriter, a lyricist, uh, a melodian who makes melodies and does wonderful songs, uh, that, oh, somebody did well, call. Lynn Samuels. Lynn Samuels. Oh, my God. You knew Lynn? Yeah. I, I, had, I wrote her theme song called Radio Alive. And... Um, when she was on BAI, and uh, I used to go up and talk to her all the time on the show. I also knew Bob Fass. Really? Not not as well as Lynn, but um, you know. Lynn wow. Chasing, well, Lynn was is like a, a, a is like a major figure in the history of WBAI. I mean, she went yeah. on to a ABC after that, where she was quite famous. But her show I on. I saw her big picture on the side of a bus one day, you know, advertising her show on WABC, and I went, she mm -hmm. made it. She made it. She did. She made it from BAI to the big time. Right. Wow. So we have the person who wrote Lynn Samuels' uh, intro music here at WBAI, Mark Johnson, something new. Thank you for that. And let's see. we got a call coming in. Let's see if they have something to say. Uh, you have a question for our guest or comment. Johnson. Go ahead. Do you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Hey, Mark. I, you know, I was I was listening to Lynn Samuels back in the eighties to say you uh, announce your show for years. I never went, and then one day in '87, I, I did go, and I became a fan of yours. I, I was the guy with the tape recorder. My name is Jeff. I don't know if you remember that, but I have like you know like ten maybe ten tapes. You know, poor quality. Some some better, but that show you did in '92. And what was that? Uh, that cat, the other cat. What was that place called? Um, I forget it was anyway. On Bleaker Street. Uh, yeah, on Bleaker, but uh, it was that other folk, that new folk, the last folk um, oh, place. Oh, uh, the Rock and Roll Cafe. No, no, that was the place where I went to from eighty-seven to ninety-two. Then in ninety-two, you did there was that other show, that other, uh, was maybe West Third. I, I don't know, but that was a different. You know, at that point, you had a, a different set of songs. All I can say, Mark, I'm saying what, what I'm trying to say is, I, for thirty years, I would tell people. I have this day, you know, I, I want you to hear this song. You'll, you'll never hear anything like this. This guy doesn't play anymore. I don't, I don't know where he is. 
I looked you up for years on the internet. Finally, I found you a couple years ago. But for 25 years, I was telling people, listen to this song. And this is, you know, I, I, I'm, a, you know, I can start naming all those. Your set was from '87. All those original right. songs you wrote were so incredible. Or even if you did a cover of the, from the Beach Boys to the Beatles to whoever. You, I, we I, used to do the, every time you walk in the room by the Searchers. Right, and exactly Dreaming Out Loud was the name of the what you call that band. The, the drum, the drummer was so fantastic, and um, the, 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 the Wild Alligators. If you could ever release, is there if you ever release that stuff? Is there any way you could do that? Or? Yeah, uh, we there is a there is a CD of it. Um, my, you can go to my website, M A R C J O N S O N. I've been there, yeah. Com. No K and no H, and there's. Um, a way to get those CDs. And are, are, are you on Facebook? No, I'm not. Oh, I don't blame you. Um, well, <laughs> I, I, I will go, if, if I have to go to Facebook to get your CD from 87, I, would, I will go to Facebook. Well, I'm just saying, well, try the, try the website first. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get the, uh, the March on and the Wild Alligator CD. It's okay, well, well, yeah, that, that, that's your stuff from from '87. The, the stuff you did. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I didn't know that. I, I, I feel so stupid because I was on your website looking around. I just I, I didn't know. You know, I, I got your other album. What's it called? The one for, the, the other one you have. Well, there's a bunch of them. There's, oh, there's, there's a bunch of them. I, I feel so stupid, Mark. I love you so much, man. Yeah, you meant so much to me. For th- I've been playing these tapes for 35 years, and I'm breaking up now because well, you look, mean so much. Get, look, when we get all, look, Paul. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm listening. Give, give him, give him my uh, my phone number. Oh, I don't have your phone number here. I don't have. I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I, I, you guys have to figure out a way. Then nowadays okay. with email, there must be a way. Uh, the reason I say that is that then other people will ask me, and, and then I, I'll become right. the, the switchboard. Yeah, yeah. There's a way to get in touch with me from the website. I'll do that. I'll do that, Mark. Yeah, it's it's Mark Johnson ten at Gmail. Yeah, what's your name again? I'm Jeff. 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 All right. Great. All right, thanks, Jeff. Thanks you, that was interesting. Where, where do you live? Jeff, where do you live now? I'm in Queens now. I, I was just, at the time I was in the city, but I've been out on the island. I'm back, I'm back in Queens. I'm, I'm moving back to the island someday. I thought you were in California. You oh, I was. In California. I, I've been, I was in Austin. I was in California. I was in Nashville. And, and Spain. Ha, ha, ha. And yeah, and we're we're doing a show at the the, the Stanhope House with Willie Nile on this uh, tomorrow night. Right, I can't tomorrow make that. Night. Maybe maybe it will, but I, you know, will it, will it be any other shows in the New York area? Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing more shows. Uh, you got a mailing list? Do... Yeah, I'll get on that mailing list, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Everything, everything good. Just go to the website. No, no, no K, no H. M A R C J O N S O N. You were so fantastic. Breaks me, breaks me up. Thanks again. Oh All right, man. Oh. Thank you. All right, you broke that guy up. Wow, cool. Wow. Right. The power of music, right? Yes, yes, yes. The power of music. It's, it's a powerful it's force. A healing force. It sure is. Sure is. You can tell that. I could tell that the first time I heard a song. I loved it yeah. so much. And my mother used to sing a lot, so she had a nice voice like Sharon. Reminds me. Okay. Um, oh, you know, now that we're friends, you know, yes. I'll, um, 
you've got, you know, it, it sounds like you have a really great show going on, and you're in, uh, historically, you're, you know, you're trailblazing where, you know, Bob has been and Lynn has been. They're my heroes. I learned a lot from listening yeah. to them. And, you know, I listen to them. I'm a bit younger, so I listen to them when, you know, for solace yeah. myself during times when, uh, when you know, I was a moping adolescent and uh, they were a doorway to the world for me. Right, right. I remember Bob back a long time ago. Um, he said that... Um, they used to give niacin to, to people that were having a bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> Vitamin something or other, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I hope it works. That's a great idea. It's better than Thorazine, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Work, although Thorazine is a for sure. <laughs> right. But niacin would be a little milder, right? All right. Great. Well, Mark, it was great having you on. All right. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? No, just thanks so much for for um, for doing all this. It's great, and and uh, you know I, I'm sure Sharon's got a a, a great uh, thrill tonight. Well, she can play her. Uh, she could uh, maybe re-record that song, you know, or get me a clearer, cleaner recording, and I'd be happy to play it again. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking around. For if the you find a clean recording, that'd be great. I'd love to play yeah. it. Or we'll get her to do okay, it live. Paul. You and her can come on and do it live. All right. Absolutely. Cool. All right. All right thanks. Thanks. Mark All Johnson. Right, All right. You. Take care. And he joined us. Wow. You hear everybody on this show. He, Mark Johnson, wrote for the uh, song, many songs. He wrote, of course, for the uh, the Roaches. And uh, he wrote for Lynn Samuels, BAI's own Lynn Samuels. Wasn't that amazing? And, uh, and many others. And I guess from that last caller, he brought people to tears. And he does bring people to tears. Thank you so much for that. A great a great songwriter. Thank you so much, Mark Johnson, for joining us. You're listening to WBAI New York. It's 25 minutes after 2. 